Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. We are live. This is Pitch Tech Asia. Graham Brown in the Asia Tech Podcast Studio, joined by Raja Shah. Raja, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Brian. It's good to have you here. We're going to talk about Job Maze, your journey, the management consultant who became the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Where are you from originally? Originally from a town called Pune near Mumbai Ah, in India. Yeah, Pune is famous for like yoga and it's kind of a bit of a spot now for IT as well, isn't it? Yes, so. it is. Okay, so how long have you been in Singapore? 15 years. 15 years, okay. And your background, you are, I mean, it says management consultant on your yes. LinkedIn profile. I'm mostly a consultant, but uh, yeah. I'm a computer IT professional. Yeah. Started my career as a programmer, did consulting for seven years in the U.S., Work for Fortune 500 clients like AB Namro Bank, yeah. American Express, uh, Anderson Consulting, which is now Accenture. Yeah. So seven years I spent in the US and then I came back to India, joined major bank. Uh, then the bank, uh, I, with that bank I stayed five years. They brought me to Singapore. Two years I worked with them. Yeah. Then moved to Credit Suisse, Deutsche, DBS and many other banks. Mm. So my specialty is banking IT profession. At the same time, I'm managing large transformation programs for Fortune 100 clients. Yeah, they're all going through large transformations at the moment. Yes. So how long have you been an entrepreneur, quote-unquote? Uh, all along. I've yeah. been an independent consultant most of the time. Okay, so this is all independent consultant. Most of okay. the time. A few places I was permanent staff, yeah. but then most of the time I'm an independent consultant. Okay, and how old is Job Maze? Job Maze is uh, still yet to be incorporated. Right. It's a product uh, which is, I would say, a few years old. Mm-hmm. I've been conceiving this idea for a decade now, mm-hmm. but then it crystallizing of the idea, the conceptualization, and then bringing it to life. It took quite a while. So you've been thinking about this for 10 years? Yeah, since last 10 years. Working on it in the background for two years? Yeah, last two and a half years I've worked extensively on it. Right. Yeah. And do you have, I mean, we're going to go into the pitch deck in a minute. Do you have a working prototype? Do you have an MVP out there? I do have, yes. I have a first module ready. The product is already to be launched. And uh, we are just waiting. So earlier I had a functional prototype, then we developed a MVP. Yeah. And we did a pilot testing and it's been going so far very good. Great. So you're doing this full time? This is your... No. You're also a consultant? I am a consultant. I work for a client Monday to Friday and the remaining time I spend on this. The evenings. Evenings and weekends, yes. Okay. So can you define the market that you're in at JobMates first? I am in the market uh, wherever there is uh, any kind of employment or hiring or recruiting right. taking place. So it's a recruitment business, mm-hmm. which is a $400 billion company uh, mm-hmm. market mm-hmm. globally. Out of that, my segment, which I am targeting right now, is IT professional hirings, mm. which is a roughly $80 to $100 billion market right. globally. And that is, uh, I guess, a big market in India as well, right? It is. Yeah. And the reason I went into this market is to solve a problem which is not yet solved properly. Right. There are a lot of people coming into this space trying to solve the problem, but it's still not effective yet. All right. So, Roger, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you about the problem. We're going to look at your pitch deck. Sure. And then also, what I like to dig a little deeper into with the entrepreneurs that come here is how they see the problem different. So it's the hypothesis. Yes. It's like the Peter Thiel question of like, I you understand. Know, what do other people disagree with you on? You are convicted or convinced about this particular um, application that you have to do it this way. This is how you look at the problem differently. Honestly, I love when people disagree with me on the problem uh, that I'm trying to tackle or the way I'm tackling. It uh, helps me validate what I'm doing is correct. Great. 
Okay, well, we're going to go there. Let's have a look first at the problem. Jump into the pitch deck. So you have it. I'm going to bounce around a little bit into the pitch deck so it's not going to follow the order that you've set it out. But if I can look at the um, problem state that you have on slide four, bear in mind, Roger, that some people are listening rather than viewing this. So we have to kind of describe for them what's on this slide. So can you tell me about what the problem is that you're solving? Okay. I've been a consultant most of my career and I have seen that uh, sourcing right talent is a daunting task for the recruiter as well as the hiring manager Mm -hmm. and it all starts from writing a job description of what the hiring manager is looking for Mm -hmm. there's some loss or leakage in that transforming uh, his skill requirement into a job description and then that going to the talent uh, sourcing manager and uh, assessing the candidate based on that so there's a lot of uh, points where we can see leakage or gaps right where is the the big sort of problem there if you because there's many uh, the people big in that problem chain. is the ability of a talent recruiter to assess correctly the candidates skills and competencies right which i have noticed and uh, we saw all the solutions available in the market so far for that yeah and uh, typical high volume job posting it uh, receives more than 250 cvs yeah. or resumes yeah and the uh, Hiring manager has so much pressure working on multiple positions, so they don't have enough time to even do justice to take a look at them. 65% of them are ignored. Mm. Ignored. Ignored, not even looked at. Not even picked up, yeah. Yeah, not even picked up. And the right candidate may be there. Right. How do they, what sort of mental algorithms do they use for that? Do they just say, I don't feel like opening this email at the moment? It all depends. Uh, If you take the same CV in the morning when you're fresh with a coffee, you'll have different uh, Decision fatigue is lower, right? Okay. So we are taking the subjectivity out of it and putting out, making it objective. Right. But there must be a number of solutions in the market already about this. So they must be, I mean, we have HR tech companies come here all the time. It's a popular area for technology application. I have spent significant amount of time doing a research on what is existing in the market and how they are addressing and uh, most of them if not all uh, take the CV or a resume of a candidate and do a word search match Right. how close Keywords. the keyword yeah. match uh, compare it with the job description and the uh, candidate CV Right. now if a person has worked more than a decade you can't put all the experience in this so there's a lot of gap there mm. the right candidate may not be picked up and uh, mostly it's just looked at uh, availability salary range and uh, relevant experience to some extent. Right. And what's wrong with that? Uh, There's some problem because you don't get the right talent. Mm. You get someone with different mindset, which may not be good for them. And many times the candidate uh, is interviewed by the hiring manager and then they realize that we are looking at the wrong wrong skills. Because of the cut paste of the job description, people don't have time to Mm. write the job description. So all these problems uh, lead to the situation that we are in right now. Okay. So you've identified the problem clearly. And you have a slide here, if I can jump forward a little bit. Yes. Um, if I go forward to slide eight here in the pitch deck, um, that you have some data here on yes. how many jobs, the percentage of jobs that are still open after 60 days. Yes. Okay. I'm not a corporate guy. I haven't had a job for 20 years. So I, I've been an entrepreneur. So you've been a lucky guy. Well, explain to me, I haven't been waiting 60 days for a job. 60 days job opening, is that is that a bad thing? I don't understand. In the grand context of how people sort of view, you know, the timeline of getting a job yes, and recruiting uh, and so on. It is bad, uh, different, depending on different situations. The thing that uh, I assess most is, uh, if I'm a consulting company, yeah. a big blue chip company, and I have a client, uh, I win the project, 
and I have to mobilize the resource and deploy them on the project. Mm. And the client has already signed the PO. Now I need to mobilize the team within a month. And if the position is open for 60 days, the client will uh, definitely escalate. Right. So that's not a good position for the account manager to be in. Right. And they need right talent management to fill the roles quickly, more swiftly. Do they recruit on project basis mostly now? Is that uh, not recruiting for careers? Uh, no, that, for careers also. Yeah. I, I know major banks here in Singapore and I have my colleagues and friends mm. in my network who have applied for jobs and their interview process takes three months. Yeah. And then even to get the interview, there's a long wait. Mm. And uh, their wait is because the HR recruiting manager is not able to convince that, yes, this is the right candidate or not. Mm -hmm. So they are unable to find candidates. Even now, there is a lot of gap. And I'm uh, getting into positions and uh, winning deals where uh, a big consulting company has shortage of key skill resources. Right. And uh, they are all dried out. And I have those people in my network. So I try to connect the dots and I win the deals. Right. So these consultant companies are not only taking time to recruit people, they're losing deals. Yes. And disappointing clients. No, maybe. losing winning deals. Yeah. Okay, so, you're right. So they're losing. They win the deal, but them. they cannot fulfill it in time. Yeah. So their escalation and the loss, right. it's not a good situation to be Okay. In. I mean, some of the data there is 25% for the US in terms of yes. unfulfilled for 60 days. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's of all the jobs published, at least 25% yeah. are open for minimum 60 days. Right, okay. Yeah, that's the statistics. I have done extensive research. How does it compare here in Asia? Here in Asia, it's a bit faster, but yeah. still there are some uh, large corporations where the positions are open for months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I noticed, why was that at the bottom? You had China. Yes. And it seems like the data right at the bottom here in terms of percentage of jobs unfilled in 60 days, 1.4%. Yes. What is that due to? Why is China so fast at closing positions? because of sheer volume right. and uh, they are maybe they are not into those kind of niche skills uh -huh. that they're looking for okay interesting all right then so that brings us to the hypothesis roger what are you doing about this differently that the others can't see because everybody has the mm -hmm. technology to do this right yes. but you must yes. be thinking about the problem differently i have solved the problem manually first and then automate it and uh, we are also leveraging on the leading edge technology that we have on hand now. We have built an AI engine, which will be smart enough to do all the matching for the recruiters and the candidates. Mm -hmm. And uh, when doing that, the data elements are transformed into different functions and uh, we make full use of the computer uh, technology that we have. Okay. And remove the subjectivity out. Right. So, and how does it do that? I mean, we got we have your solution slide, but explain to me. I cannot go too much in you detail. You can't give away the details, yes. but tell me on the top level. On the top level, we just uh, look at the key elements that mm. matter most mm. uh, for both the candidate as well as the uh, company that is hiring. Mm. And uh, many a times, even if the right candidate is interviewed or not even called for the interview because of some keyword match that is missed out on the algorithm or the uh, recruiter is not liking the CV, the way yeah. it is presented and all. So we remove all the subjectivity which comes into play mm. and affects either side. Uh, is that, I mean, I'm playing stupid here, but doesn't that sound a lot like just doing a keyword match though? What's no, the it's not. It's not. Uh, the way we capture the profile and the way we capture the job description mm. is unique. And uh, if you, uh, I don't know if you know any friends who have tried to apply jobs online, mm -hmm. uh, even to get to register on a leading job job board, you need to spend minimum 10 minutes, 10 minutes to fill up, fill up all the details of your yeah. profile. Uh, for application to any company on their company website, 
it takes a long time we have devised a solution which captures the right information in less than 2 minutes you're up and on Mm. and you get to see the matching jobs and matching candidates almost instantly right you have to enter that information or just uh, grab it from a it's part sort? of the registration process yeah. uh, we don't pass the cv we don't even touch the cvs right so it's the basic uh, questionnaire which is very crisp the mm. way we have formulated yeah. and the way the data entry is happening it's not typing minimum typing and just clicking right and uh, that's how we have built this so let me understand as a candidate applying for a job mm-hmm. i'm not submitting a cv to you I'm going in and clicking your questionnaire. Yes. So you create your profile right. in the way that we have formed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a trademark of the word skill snippet that mm-hmm. we have coined. And the skill snippet of the candidate is something that uh, we capture. Mm-hmm. And the candidate's CV is tagged along. They mm-hmm. can upload and it is passed on to the recruiter. And that can be looked at only after the recruiter is convinced, yes, he has the skills that I need. What's a skill snippet? a uh, skill snippet is a unique formation of profile of the candidate mm. which you can uh, the cl- closest analogy is the uh, infographics right it's oh, not yeah. only text it's graphics but in a different way a graphical presentation of yes but this. it's not fully just graphical transformation of everything so yeah. there's a lot of meaning to it okay and uh, the technology that we have developed uh, is utilizing it effectively. So so what kind of questions are you asking because I'm assuming as a a user I'm going to get access to the questions so mm-hmm. it's not sort of secret information. Mm-hmm. What what do you ask that a CV wouldn't typically ask? Uh there are different uh, elements which when which are first discussed only when the candidate lands on a first uh, level of interview with the mm-hmm. hiring manager. Mm-hmm. So those questions we have transformed and brought forward. Mm. Is so, that specific to a company or are those generic questions? These are generic questions, uh-huh. but uh, we have uh, surveyed more than 150 recruiters mm. on what are the problems they are facing and how they do the process right. and through that we have uh, crystallized this. Okay, so can you give us an example of what that question may be? Uh, well, uh, if you are in a leading edge technology, are you expert, yeah. hands-on experience, basic knowledge or just interested in right so that's something some data element mm-hmm. then different competencies that you have mm. so those kind of things okay so if i'm into data science for example you you would ask me uh, to what extent i have experience in that yes isn't that just like a normal cv though i mean i'm going to put in like 7 years experience as a yes. data scientist yes yes okay but there are some additional parameters we capture mm. and that comes into play and transforms us right okay and th- those generic based or the based on the, your interview with the um recruiters as well mm-hmm. okay so what kind of things are they saying what's broken for them in the recruitment process it's very subjective i mm. mean when i look at a job description i may tick 7 out of the 10 boxes yeah and the candidate other candidate may fill 8 uh, out of 10 right but then having matching eight skills is not good enough mm. to the type of experience or the competency level on different parameters so how the recruiter even look at the job we are transforming that right. to some extent okay so it's the subjectivity of the recruitment process yes, we are taking it. it out if you take subject subjectivity out of recruitment how okay i'm asking like basic questions here so please sure. indulge me is that sure. how does that lead to a better process because surely the human being at the end of the recruitment that the talent sourcer has experience and that experience leads to subjectivity so i know for example that this kind of person is good at a job based on you know my 
interactions with, with these kind of people. I've mm -hmm. built it's pattern recognition, isn't it? I recognize a pattern of somebody who right. might be hardworking, can learn, right. open to advice, and so on. So the soft skills you're talking about. Yeah, all of that. I've got all yeah. of that. And so that is also a part of the profile that we capture. Right. So right. then everything put together. If you like, you can look at it. Your mind map. Uh -huh. or, uh, what do you call the analysis? Yeah. So you, you're actually asking questions not just about their experience, but also their soft skills as yes, well. Yes, that comes in. And then you're quantifying those soft skills. Yes. Okay, and then you're displaying it mm -hmm. visually so people can actually see it. Right. But the actual um, selection process, is that still done by a human being? And to what extent? Yes, yes, yes. Now imagine a recruiter taking a look at uh, 100 CVs yeah. for a position that he wants to fill. He has to sift through the text documents mm. and uh, otherwise in here he just looks at the information in such a crisp way that he will instantly know yes this is the candidate I should right. so okay so help me understand is that the challenge now when people are submitting 100 CVs is 100 CVs in different formats different it? formats some people text. write a story somebody's bullet yes. points and, and many times uh, even if the job description is something that the candidate is good for Mm. Because of uh, just uh, time pressure, uh, whatever you call, they push the same CV to 100 different job positions. Right, exactly. And without highlighting the key skills that matter to this job. So yeah. many a times that is a major problem. So you're trying to standardize that information. Yes. By taking it out of the, the format, which is the CV. Again, I'm not saying that you cannot format it that yeah. way. Yeah. You can have it, but that goes as a supplement. Mm. Yeah, I get it. It's like separating the content from the design structure yes, itself yes. In, in programming terms yes. as well, like XML yeah. and so, so on. So we are giving a zoom lens to a recruiter through which they can right. see, yes, this is something that is close match. And can a, a sourcer then weight those skills in terms of, you know, I actually want somebody more on this, therefore, yes, yes. okay. And the candidate in our portal will also see where they stand for the geography yeah. within the same city, within country, globally, what is their position? For example, I am a Java program manager. Mm -hmm. Okay, how many Java program managers we have on our database compared to that where he stands in the skill rating? What would be the benefit of that for him? Uh, nothing. Just I mean, uh, if I'm applying in a geography where I know there is a limited number of jobs, ah, so see. what are my chances? It's yeah. like uh, the uh, insights that LinkedIn gives on a job. Right. Similar to that. Okay. What chances you stand? Okay, so you, you're providing some feedback to the the candidate as well saying uh, it's only statistics data right uh, not particular to the job position right, okay. but overall in general where they stand in the particular geography so if i know now data analytics i would rather go to us where there is a lot of job openings high yeah. paying jobs and not many people in that geography right so if you're a java programmer in pune for example you can yes. look at that and say there are too many here so crowded. maybe i'll yeah yeah i go to wherever it is in the world where i get a better right. chance okay right. interesting um i want to ask you as well about how it changes behavior and we're sort of touching on that but maybe we can jump back into the pitch deck and have a look at the solution slide as well so if we just go back a little bit um this is where the leveraging of the ai yes. comes into place yes and um you know i suppose the the anybody who who's watching this may think well everybody seems to be employing ai now in crunching data no, it's not just data crunching. That's just uh, using okay, more, more CPU power. But right. here we are adding intelligence to it. Mm. And as the uh, transactions happen, the system learns what is better and what works and what doesn't work. And then based on historical data, mm. it will improve itself. Okay. So it's learning as it goes through. Learning and also customizing for the user. 
yeah. based on their preferences. How do you know if it works though? Because surely a real test of that is somebody gets a job and six months later they're doing really well. Mm -hmm. If somebody gets a job six months later they're out or they've left, we don't know, do we? So, you know, how, no, how, we don't go through the complete recruitment cycle. Okay. Just I'm solving only one small problem. Yeah. Sourcing talent matching. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay, fine. Um, tell me about the journey of job maze until now. So you've just launched, you just, or you just, we just the have the, uh, portal launched on a portal. Uh, we have it under UAT. So it's a pilot testing going on. Right. So you've got like an MVP out there. Yes. Is, is it only within a small group of people? That yes. It's your, like I can extend even to you. I mean, yeah, I can onboard right. you. So. Okay. So, but it's not as a not public. Not out as a public. It's I not released yet. Pay for it. Right. Okay. No, not yet. So you're, you're MVPing it. Um, how many people have you got testing it? Uh, Close to 400 people in terms of candidates and uh, close to 100 uh, recruiters. Right. And um, how did you hustle that? How did you go out and get those people? Uh, I've been a consultant most of the time and I travel a lot. Mm. I make a lot of friends and uh, through uh, meetings and uh, networking, yeah. I got some people. Then I have a few advisors from reputed companies in the HR function uh, spending decades. They are my advisors. And through them, I just uh, crystallize the solution. Right. And I just, uh, every now and then I run my solution with them and say, is this something that would work? What is it that right. will be better and all? And I have a co-founder who has 15 years of HR experience. Yeah. And he's doing just recruiting, nothing else. So it's the two of you at the moment? Yes. Okay. And at what point are you going to go full time into this? Uh, as soon as... I have a roadmap to launch and the yeah. funding to make that launch. I don't want to just launch and wait for getting it, uh, the brand uh, recognition. Right. Okay. So I would rather go. I know it works. Uh, my IP lawyer already uh, confirmed that there are quite a few claims that I have, which mm -hmm. are unique. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm in the process of filing a patent. Mm -hmm. I have already had that's that. That's for job snippets. Is it? Uh, no, snippets. patent for the whole solution. Okay. Yeah. And there are multiple sections that are cl being uh, claimed. Uh, and uh, the trademarks are job snippet and those kind of things. Yeah. Even job maze, uh, we did a thorough search and this n uh, trademark now nobody else is using in the world. Okay. So um, you just review a bit about the, the journey as well again. The, you, the two of you, you're yes. both, you have your day jobs. Yes. You're now um, running this as your side hustle yes. with a view to raise funds, launch the product, then go full time. Yes. In that sort of order or... Yeah. Uh, I can go full-time even now. Right. Uh, I'm ready. Right. As long as there's a clear uh, support system in terms of funding and the market launch. Right. When will the market launch be then? Uh, I just, uh, there's a marketing strategy and the marketing plan yeah. which I have formulated. So whoever is the investor coming on board, yeah. I'll just uh, run it by them and uh, if everything works out. Uh, yeah. Well, how long would that be roughly? Do you think uh, roughly from? one or two quarters max. Okay. So up to six months. From yeah. Within race. three months, I'm planning to, but uh, yeah. it, I would say that may take six months. Okay. And all the development of this happens where? Is it you two? You, I mean, you're the programmer, right? No, we have conceptualized the product. Yeah. Uh, we have given, we got the UI developed from a separate team. Yeah. And uh, we have a captive unit uh, of development team mm. uh, with one of my uh, vendors mm -hmm. who is who also happens to be a close friend of mine so in his uh, company we have a captive uh, a unit of development team okay so when you raise your funds yes. how will that look will you obviously you're going to be 
based here in Singapore? Is yes. It, uh, I would like to launch it from Singapore and yeah. then take it globally. Okay. Your team, your management team, where are you going to be based? There's the two of you in Singapore at the moment. Singapore. Okay. So you're going to recruit your talent here as well? Yes. Okay. And then continue to do your Continue in India as well. Uh, right. We have two locations in mind to grow now Yeah. Uh, in terms of the uh, team of the company. Uh, India and Singapore is okay. where we are planning to expand. And then uh, in terms of market reach, I already have a tie-up with the US uh, um, marketing partner. Mm. Uh, we are just waiting to launch it here, make it a bit uh, f- uh, successful for six months, mm. and then take it to US. Okay. That seems quite early, taking it to the US now, in uh, six months. Well, this problem needs immediate okay. uh, yeah. attention there. It, so, it certainly needs attention. The, the challenge is whether or not you're ready, because yes. that could eat you up, that market, right? Yeah. So I will be focusing only on Asia and my yeah. uh, US partner. Okay. He is based in US for more than 25 years now. Okay. So he will be running it. Great. Okay. And then... Just in terms of the the journey from here on inwards, um, mm-hmm. you're raising funds at the moment. Yes. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Obviously, you're going to be expanding yes. the team as well. How are you going to go out and get customers? Because you have a good network, yes. but there comes a point no, where you, yeah. you can't rely on so the network. That's around. why uh, we have a marketing strategy and marketing yeah. plan. We are going to do roadshows, digital marketing, and a lot of other uh, elements. Yeah, we so, have even uh, listed down all the possible ways of marketing, but uh, subject to the budget availability and how we want to launch, uh, it will be executed. Even uh, painting the buses, mm. we have done even that due diligence and uh, got all the data ready. Tell me about the roadshows. How will that work? Ro- roadshows. There are quite a few places, hubs where there are a lot of. Uh, right now, my focus is technology uh, space. So all the IT professionals, wherever there is a major hub. We'll run some, run some campaigns, give some freebies, yeah. and the registration is less than two minutes, as I said earlier. Yeah. So they will feel the experience and they will be on board and they will see the value immediately. Right. So does that mean you're going to get your backpack on and go to all these cities? And uh, No, I am tying up with a leading marketing firm, Yeah. Uh, alumni of uh, reputed universities in the US. So mm. uh, through them, I am going to, they will be helping me go out to the market. Okay. All right. Because I can't do everything myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there comes a point, though, where you have to go out and yes. do a lot of the hustle yourself. Yes. I will do, yeah. but uh, I will leave it to the experts to execute the strategy. Yeah. The strategy we have formed together. Mm-hmm. And, and that will be going out and just activations locally? Activations, then uh, we'll grow geography by geography. Mm-hmm. That's our plan. So let's say I'm launching in Singapore right now. So in Singapore, what will be a strategy? What will, uh, We'll run one-month yeah. campaign. Digital marketing will also come in play. Maybe media advertising, mm. painting the buses on right time. So everything will be lined up. Okay. As, as a potential investor, I'd like to know a little bit more about the, the marketing plan in itself. Is that how you go out and reach out beyond your network to the, you know, the, the banks and the airlines and all the people that kind of are the mass recruiters in, mm-hmm. the, in the region, the grabs and the stripes and so on, who right. need these kind of skills, right? Um, What's your plan for that? I mean, buses are great. I mean, they get no. That's for retail marketing, right? But for corporate, uh, we are uh, going to participate in key conferences mm-hmm. when it happens, and then create awareness and uh, get brand uh, recognition. Okay. At the same time, we will pitch. We are already pitching, and I already have a confirmed interest from a leading consulting company, which has thousands of uh, in Fortune hundred, I would say, mm. and they hire at least ten thousand people every month, and we are doing a small pilot for them. Uh, it's in the working, so no date confirmed yet, but it should happen in the next couple of months' time. Okay. Tell me about your fundraising plans. 
fundraising plans i have just started executing it mm. and uh, this was one of the platform that i found uh, very interesting mm. and uh, i am also speaking to a network of investors private investors and all yeah so approaching them okay just started when do you think you will start out there round open start talking to investors i'm ready as ready as early as next week okay good so tell me a little bit about your your numbers in the fundraising okay uh, what i'm looking for right now is a seed capital uh, up to 1 million as of now 1 million us sing 1 million us okay okay and uh, based on our projections we can achieve uh, up to 920k mm. in the first year which is a pessimistic or realistic estimate mm. uh, with uh, 380k of gross profit and 140k net EBIT. okay yeah earnings before uh, the numbers are in the pitch deck if you yes. yeah, you can dive yes. into it so um just to play devil's advocate sure. here um because i'm sure investors may be asking this is mm-hmm. that why do you need a million if you're almost short of a million on revenues in a year yes uh, as i mentioned earlier i want to go in the right way with mm. the right marketing strategy and right brand recognition so i want to create right awareness and then go into the market mm. and the value is already there but uh, i want to make sure that it uh, goes out to the mass in short amount of time rather than growing organically over a period of 2 3 years okay so it's a million us seed and you're starting now yes right and what kind of investors do you want to talk to because there is no shortage of money out there at the mm-hmm. moment so i imagine what you're also looking for is the value add definitely so tell definitely. us i'm not looking only for money that no. i can get even from banks yeah, exactly yeah so what i look for uh, between me and my co-founder we cover the subject matter expertise and execution of the company hmm. but we are lacking the marketing skills so if an investor who also has good tie up or himself is uh, active in market and has a good platform that we can leverage on yeah that is something i would be keen to what kind of marketing skills it's quite broad isn't it in sense of you know in terms of retail or online digital yeah. uh, there are quite a few areas right. and uh, this doesn't uh, stick to only digital as such it depends on what the investor is also mm. bringing along would there also be vertical uh, subject matter experts or people who are gatekeepers to for example banking or logistics or whatever vertical you want to tap uh, into are you interested in that or is that not a priority uh, vertical i'm not it's agnostic the right. solution is agnostic and i don't want to prioritize that way okay i would rather go and add value to every customer that's coming in and not uh, shut them out all right it's fine and your team from here on where what kind of are you recruiting here in singapore you will be i guess when yes. the, the fundraising is yes. finalizing yes the key now i guess this is the hardest part rather is that getting the funds is probably not as difficult as getting the right people mm-hmm. especially in your space right. especially if it's technical because you're competing with a lot of different companies out yes. there who can pay a lot more you know the the facebooks and the grabs and mm-hmm. so on mm-hmm. but you will offer something different so tell us a little bit about the kind of people that you're looking for to join in this journey and also the kind of mindsets that you're looking for the kind of people i'm looking for is someone who can be good operations manager in terms of running day to day operations yeah uh i do i am very lucky to have very good and strong financial advisors uh people who are at cfo level in large corporations mm-hmm. uh have been kind enough to provide me fin- advisory on financials and they have vetted my financials also costing and fi- revenue models so what i would like to hire is a strong financial analyst or mm-hmm. a manager who will be running with me 
And what kind of background is that important, or is it? No, it's just managing the day-to-day financials and all the aspects. Of course, uh, multi- international tax will come in play. Yeah, because uh, we are going to be global very soon, and uh, what structure will be good for us? So those kind of knowledge will be definitely good. Okay. So I need a CFO, more or less. Uh, then chief marketing officer who has a strong marketing experience, and mm. uh, we can leverage on that. And I assume you're going to use your own platform to recruit people no is yes that, we will. okay we will. but uh, this is the core team that i'm building right yeah. now uh the other team i have already in place the technology team is already there mm. the product roadmap we have uh we also uh, with the with my co-founder i have already worked out the product roadmap for next two three years we have multiple offerings that will be going on and as per the customer feedback we'll just align those accordingly so the technology team is there uh, product team is there it's only marketing and finance that I would look for right now. Okay. What are the challenges sort of moving forward that you, you've marked out the market, you've marked out your vision, and also, you know, going all the way back to the problem and the size of the market as mm-hmm. well. What are the key challenges facing you now and growing this? Uh, if I get the funding and I go to the market, I need to make sure that I'm scalable enough, mm-hmm. uh, fast, uh, fast enough. So for that also, the technology platform, the architecture that we have, is scalable. I can even have 100,000 users within a week mm. and uh, the concurrency will not be matter. Right. How, so, how do you know you can move fast enough? Uh, because uh, we have uh, deployed this solution on cloud mm. and for personal data security, we have uh, taken up subscription from Amazon S3. Mm. So the data, personal data is all stored there. It's all secure and we are complying with all the data security laws. Okay. Excellent. Raja, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. Um, there may be people who are watching who are potential partners. They could be advisors, mentors. They could be um, team members as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. What would be your preferred channel to reach out to you? Email will be best. Yeah. Yeah, because I travel a lot. So, and I'm uh, mostly in the meetings and all. So, uh, phone may not be best, but email is the best option that can be used to connect. Okay, good. We'll put your details in the show notes. People can reach out to you. Tell Raja that you watched or listened to this conversation and anything that resonated with you is a great starting point for that conversation as well. Sure. Wishing you all the best. Thank you so and, much. And, you know, this is, I would say, the early stages, but it's 10 years in the making, isn't it? So, yes. I mean, you know, it's not like you've just thought of this idea. It's been around no, for a long it's time. It's not overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And so... But the actual incorporation of the company and the, the the actual job maze corporation itself, this is all quite new and the fundraise and so on. So it's quite an exciting time yes. for, you know, at the inception of a startup as well. So wishing you all the best with that. Thank you so much. Um, keep us updated on your journey. We'd love to see what six months looks like in the world of job maze. You know, you're still smiling as well Definitely. and how that turns out for you and your plans as well for growth. It's not going to be a straight line. We know Definitely that. Definitely not. But, you know, as long as it's heading in the right direction. Yes. Um, Raja Shah, everybody from Job Maze, um, look out for those guys. They look like they, they may be going places as well. And as I said, if you're interested in anything that was talked about today, reach out via email. It's the best way to contact Raja. And you'll be there on the 20th, will you? Yes, I am here. Excellent. So we're looking forward to seeing you at our Pitch Deck Connect event. Definitely. So anybody that's watching this show, reach out. Um, you're going to be there on the 20th and have a chat with Roger as well. So thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.